welcome to Coffee, Chew, and a Chat. I'm your host, Sahir Gill. I'm a current professional hockey player and aspiring entrepreneur. Every episode features a conversation with a guest centering around their career, their passion, and the journey to discovering how to connect the two. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. If you're looking to discover your true calling, listen weekly to guests that were in your shoes and learn their story. Now, to the interview. Welcome back to episode five here of Coffee Chew and a Chat. Today, I'm joined by an incredibly talented and hardworking dude. I know firsthand about this guy's talent because I'm fortunate to have his work inked on my shoulder. A tattoo artist originally from Ireland, but now living in Canada and operating his business, Rocky Mountain Tattoo, located in Kelowna, BC. I am joined by Lee, and he can be found on Instagram as at Tattoos by Lee to see his uh, tattoo work, which I highly recommend because it's uh, fucking awesome. So, Lee, thanks for coming on for a chat, brother. How are you doing? It's my pleasure. I'm good. Thanks. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm good as well. I'm good as well. It's awesome. uh, it's great to catch up with you. I know it's uh, it's Same. been a little bit of time since I was uh, in the chair, and I'm I'm hoping to get back soon. But um, how long has it been now? Been a year. It's been two years. Yeah, I got two a couple. Years. Of, Is it really? Yeah, yeah. I got some, well, with, you know, with everything going on and and whatnot, uh, kind of delayed. Any chance of that? And obviously, you got uh, quite a fast fill up there on your bookings as well, but. It's been tough, uh, just you know, becoming a dad as well to to kind of yeah go go back to that. But I'd love to finish the rest awesome. of that sleeve. Yeah, yeah, I got I'm a couple smaller ones, but what was that? Sorry, I'm ready when you are. All right, sounds good, man. Um, I wanted to kind of get started and just kind of maybe your introduction to tattoos. How long uh, you've been an artist, and maybe when you got your first tattoo? Well. Um, it already started really early for me. I was always kind of fascinated with the, with the method of tattooing and how, how like ink gets pushed under the skin. You know, it was kind of something that I thought a lot about as a kid, like a young kid, I'd say, between like eight and nine, I think. And I remember my first tattoo I had, uh, I, I tattooed myself. I got a, <laughs> like a sewing needle that I'd, I'd taken from my mom's sewing kit and I <laughs> sterilized it with a, with, a, with, a, with a cigarette lighter. Yeah. And um, I had some Indian ink that I got from school. And I, and I, I remember sticking poking uh, like a shamrock on my ankle okay. with the word Irish down the center of it. And then a little cross on my other ankle. I was 11 at the time. 11. So, um, oh. yeah, I got a lot of shit for that one. And, um, <laughs> but it didn't deter me. So I continued, I continued to do like the neighborhood kids. And I used to do like smiley faces, smoking doobies and all types of weird and wonderful uh, things on the kids of the neighborhood in, in Dublin back in the, uh, back in the nineties. Um, I could I kind of progress from there. I kind of did a lot of drawing, a lot of, uh, did a lot of sketches. I used to do, to try to design album covers for bands and do logo development. It was all very artistic and it was encouraged a lot by my parents, which is actually, I think, which is one of the crucial points. Um, I think without the encouragement, I probably wouldn't have gotten after it as much as I did. But um, so long story short, I was uh, I was doing a, an art exhibition of some of the stuff that I was doing back in the day. And um, a local artist asked me if I wanted to learn. And I said, yeah, but I'm joining the military. And uh, they were saying, well, why don't you learn? And then when you're when you're finished, you're training, you can come back and then you can work whenever you want to. And that's kind of what we did. Um, I joined the military, did six months basic. And then I was able to tattoo and then I kind of ended up tattooing. I, I, I kind of ended up using a lot of the guys that I trained with as, uh, as guinea pigs. So I tattooed a lot of the troops all over the place. And I did that for a couple of years, but I was also working in tattoo shops in my, in my spare time. 
Um, so then that kind of, then I got out of the military after seven years and um, I kind of pursued it then a little bit more full time and traveled all over the place. Um, went to the States, came back. Then I opened up Dublin Inc. in Dublin and we had a bit of a TV show there for a little bit and uh, got out of that, sold that up and then moved to, to Canada. Um, met my wife, Jamie, in Alberta, where we opened a shop, the first Rocky Mountain Tattoo. Yeah. And um, we're on our second, coming on to our third one now. So we've got one in Kelowna now as well, which is where I'm based. And uh, we're about to open our third one in Kelowna, on the west side of Kelowna, hopefully this year. So it's busy. But um, that's a kind of a shortened, kind of <laughs> compacted yeah. version of thus far. But um, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's incredible. I don't uh, starting at the age of eleven and just kind of the ingenuity to to rig that together and, and make it work. Is it? Uh, yeah. Is it still? It's still visible then, and everything's all it, it stayed and everything over the years. No, they've been covered up since uh, since then. But um, yeah, you can still yeah. kind of see one of them. You know what? I think I should have left them. Honestly, I'm afraid to look back at them now and say that that's that's thirty years old. You know. Yeah. Um, so but yeah it's kind of covered up so. yeah <laughs> well that's all right too i mean I, yeah that would be a heck of a story because i mean starting at 11 and then obviously what you're doing now and and you know going mm-hmm. two on to three shops that's uh that's mm-hmm. crazy man that's really cool you, that's just kind of always always been in you it's followed you everywhere you went and um you know that's obviously cool uh with the canada and i'm sure is, is your wife yeah. uh, meeting your wife is that the reason why you, you stuck with canada or yeah, yeah, I, I met her as soon as I, pretty much as soon as I got here, and um, yeah, it was a, a little first sight thing. I think we, we were married within a year, a year and a half, I think, and then um, yeah, it's great. That's awesome. We married yeah. seven years now. <laughs> that's wicked. That's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, yeah, that's a great story. I mean, that's because uh, obviously your passion now and to be able to throw that uh, just uh, how it's yeah, just followed you around your your whole your whole journey. Um, it's been really cool to be able to make money doing something that you, you're passionate about. Like, I mean, it's one of the, it's one of the best things in the world to have the, the luxury of that, you know, and I, I wish everybody could do the same. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, a little bit of the motivation for me with this show, especially with hockey guys. Um, you know, you, you kind of get, you don't really get to experience too much outside of the game. You know, you get a couple months in the summer yeah. most of that time. You're, you're usually not thinking about that. You're in the middle of a, of a, a career, but that obviously comes to uh, an end a lot sooner than, than most guys want to, or if they do when uh, not having really tested anything out or not really been out, um, you know, kind of seeing was outside the game, you know, that they have, a, I think it's, it's a tough, to, uh, tough transition a lot of times, you know? And so yeah. um, just, yeah. just hearing about, uh, you know, maybe the, the resources that are out there, that'd be, that'd be uh, helpful to some guys, but I kind of want to, uh, what was your transition like from, from being just an artist to then going to being a business owner? It was your, as far as opening the business. Cause that's obviously, it's a huge, it's a, it's a huge step. That's I think, uh, yeah. you know, you, there's, I mean, of course risk, but I want to say there's just, you know, like there's, you got to really bet on yourself. And, and so I just kind of want to go yeah. through the mindset that maybe you would have had in, in making that leap. I think there was just a, a drive there, you know, there was always, there was always a drive and a lot of it was like, you know, just um, not even just ignorance, just kind of pushing everything forward to a point where you have to figure it out along the way, you know, um, and just constantly driving it. 
you know, it was it was very different than actually being an artist. Artists don't have really many responsibilities, especially if they work for a good shop. You know, everything was kind of done for them. And then to open a business. And again, Jamie was integral in the in the business and opening the business here. And then when I opened anything in Ireland, there was always somebody else there as well. I was never really myself on my own. So um, there was always support there. But it's very different. It's extremely different. Um, the, the stressors of being able to, or having to tattoo and then also in the shop is, is, is a difficult one. And it's a hard one to manage sometimes because there's, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of plate, plates spinning at one time. And then trying to be a mentor to people as well is kind of difficult. But I really enjoy it. And uh, we figured out a way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, I mean, adding stores as well, that just shows, uh, you know, the success that you've been able to have. I just remember, you know, being in your shop and just uh, really feeling the culture, you know, like it was a team atmosphere. And I'm always reminded of my time, uh, obviously, in a hockey dress room and you guys all being, um, you know, very talented at the same thing, you know, kind of has a similar, I think, uh, vibe as far as that goes. I was going to ask what makes a good team member in your shop? Well, we're all about the team. Like, I think the most important part of our shop is the family dynamic that we have. And everybody just absolutely loves one another. You know, they're all there to support each other. In fact, we're open big white skiing together. There's, there's 10 members of my team right downstairs that we've all, we've all come up here to ski together and we, we make dinner together. Are you still there? We make dinner and we hang out all day. We, you know, we just, we're doing activities. This is team building. Um, so the, the dynamic in our shop is really focused on that team and we're very care- I'm very careful and selective of who I let into the team because I think especially working in such a close proximity to one another any kind of toxic people really they really ruin the environment and they rub off so it just wrecks it so super selective and um, I, I think that the, sheen, the team shines for that reason you know because we picked a, a bunch of really great great humans there so it makes it all the more enjoyable to go to work and do things that you love around people that you love to do. Yeah, absolutely. I had a, a junior coach that used to say that he, he'd rather he recruits good people first before, uh, you know, that was always his number one indicator. And, and we were always fortunate enough to, uh, you know, we had a lot of success when I was there and that, that really played into the, the way that the dress room was, you know, because it could only take, mm-hmm. you know, one or two, um, but that starts to spread. Negativity seems to spread a little easier than positivity does. Um, and that can really make a, make such a big factor. And I think, and, you know, you're doing something you love and, and, you know, having that become like a family atmosphere is just going to make that obviously a lot more special and just kind of take away the work aspect of it, as you said, and just doing something you're passionate about every day. Um, and then watching everybody progress and and grow as well is super rewarding, you know? Yeah. You, you said you're getting into the mentoring. What, uh, I mean, I'm sure, you know, as the, as the business owner and, and I mean, just your, your, your work's so talented. Uh, I'm sure that every young new artist that comes into, into your studio, they're looking to get mentored by you. I remember there was, I think, um, one of the girls there was doing, I think her first tattoo that day when I got mine. Oh yeah. Okay. And, uh, it just, you know, just the questions and, and, you know, kind of always leaning towards you, you know, for advice and whatnot. Is that, that's just been a natural progression in your time? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, again, it was something I did in the military as well. I was, a, I was an NCO and an instructor and um, kind of leading people was something that I've done for the last 20 years, you know. Um, and I used to suck at it, like really, really suck at it uh, big time. Again, that was probably coming through the military and their, 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 their method of, of instruction is, is really kind of, uh, yeah, it's antiquated. It's like 
do what I say because I say it, you know, and but here that doesn't work in, in the real world because people just tell you to fuck off. Yeah. And so I try to be as kind and, and, and considerate as I can. Um, but also like, I don't want to be stood on either. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a, a be as fair as you can, and as kind as you can, but let's get the job done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my favorite quote about leadership is always you can't ask or you can't ask someone to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, sticking to your word and, and being, you know, the heartbeat of that, uh, of that shop and making sure everything kind of, kind of feeds off of, uh, off of you. Right. Um, yeah. For, for new, in the front, right. Yeah. Yeah. For, for new artists that come India, uh, what levels of experience have you seen and what, what's kind of the progression that you go, uh, from your start to, to maybe go into some bigger pieces? Yeah, well, uh, we, we usually, like, we take on all different, you know, skill sets. So I'll take on, like, fully trained artists that want to work with me. or I'll, I've also taken on people with zero drawing ability whatsoever. Like, they can't draw, they can't draw pictures. Yeah. And I take them on as tattoo apprentices. And the reason why is because their mindset was so amazing and their their, their manner was so driven and, and, and awesome that I was like, I can teach people how to do this. But it's it's the person that I want. It's the team member. It's It's their personality and their drive that i've been going for and i've taken on a couple of people recently that couldn't draw at all um and just just to have that person on the team and it's it's working wonderfully and um we're actually going to start a tv show uh, next week and uh, it's going to feature heavily in it um, the t- a tv show is going to be like basically the interactions that happen during tattooing so what's happening a lot now and you see a lot in the on, on social media is you'll see a tattoo design snap the tattoos on the skin Whereas like all of the interaction, the, the, the whole experience is being lost. And I'd like to kind of highlight that again and then highlight the team and how, how the, the team is so driven and everybody's kind of progression from starting and then where they are now. And um, yeah, it should be interesting. So stay tuned for that one. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, you know, make sure to give a little shout out to that when that comes out too. I think that's, yeah, uh, yeah I think that's really cool. You see that a lot of times, uh, like I know hockey does it, right? They go kind of behind the scenes and that, that stuff's so interesting yeah. to see. And really? there's so much that that's happening, especially with, uh, you got a bunch of artists that are working uh, all at the same time and, and just the different, uh, you know, people I'm sure. And just the, the kind of the hangout vibe, I think that you get, cause you're, you're sitting there for a while, right. For a couple hours. It's not, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it's not like a haircut or something that's a little bit more transient. It's, it's a bit more of an experience, right. In that sense. And that's, you know, again, going back to our tattoo, you know, we had, you know, for me, it was my first tattoo and I'm getting, you know, a pretty big piece for the first one. I remember you saying like, you know, you didn't want to try something smaller just to see in case you were okay with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think we stopped once in the middle, but, um, you know, there was just, you know, there's, there's a lot of support, you know, even like I had a bit of a tough moment, you know, I got the, I got the sweats and had to take a second and, and, you know, mm-hmm. someone goes out and, and, you know, brings me a snack and a, and a Coca-Cola and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's just, like you said, that family atmosphere and, and that's so cool yeah. because, you know, for us, we're, you know, we're just, that's your culture, you know, but as the person getting tattooed, mm-hmm. we step into it for a couple hours, right. And you get a little bit more of an intimate sure. look with this longer look. So I think that would be such a cool yeah cool uh thing to to see that show and especially like you said you know so many people motivated everyone's trying to get better there it's just a really cool uh cool atmosphere to be in every day because your circle of people you're hanging out with you know you got to count on those people to to be pushing in the right direction that's really cool that uh that that exists there um it's contagious too right so they 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 kind of feed off the 
early morning wake-ups and they're all eating healthy they're all going to the gym it's the whole thing is is super contagious i feel yeah yeah and there's uh, that accountability almost comes into play right and it's and it's in such a healthy way it's got uh not a competitive you know but everyone knows that they're going to do their job because you know them doing it will give the next person you know they know they got to keep uh keep true to it you know because everyone else is is putting in that effort and that's uh absolutely it makes it a lot easier too i think right it's kind of a fun thing you wake up in the morning the alarm yep. goes off i know you're up you know quite early and that's kind of the next thing i want to get into is a personal development but you know you you have that kind of uh you know that atmosphere that you're around that's a little bit competitive you're, you're not letting that you know alarm go you're, you're up and you got a little bit of fucking momentum when you get up i think too you know it really changes the way it could suck when you get up at that time but you know you got to do it or you know you're popping out of bed ready to go mm-hmm. um yeah. You, yeah what's your i know you're you're up real early and um you know you like to to get a workout and get movement and um you kind of want to run me through through what your mornings look like sure i usually wake up around 4 30 4 35 usually before 5 a.m and i'll do the usual routine you know the hydrate i'll take some salt on i might do a shake normally i'll just do a i'll do a coffee now i used to do a lot of pre-workout but i'll just do a coffee and I'll work out for about 45 minutes to an hour. And I'll usually talk with someone in Ireland, whether it be a family member or a friend member or a friend. Um, and then I'll probably, I'll just sit, I, do, I just like to sit with my thoughts and kind of organize my day, you know, um, just in the quietness of the morning. I think it's like a superpower. I really believe that um, getting up early is, is one of the keys to success. Uh, I truly do. Yeah, I believe in that also. I think that's... Uh it's just a different animal. I think when you get up to, it gives you a certain confidence, just that the, that discipline feels good, you know, and mm-hmm. when you wake up and maybe this, you know, the 10 minutes that kind of suck for a second, but as soon as you get going, as soon as you get through it, uh, you know, and, and get to the point where you're awake, you're engaged, or you got through your workout. Um, it's just such a game changer. And I was going to kind of, kind of ask you about that as far as like your mindset, your mood, um, how much of a difference that makes with the, with the training. I think once it becomes once it becomes routine, your the trigger becomes the reward, right? So, you know, I'll I'll see the alarm clock now, or, or I'll look at my phone. I'll just wake up naturally, and I get the reward as soon as I see the time. It's because I've I've kind of did it so many times that now that now I, I see the I see the time in the morning, I start feeling good. It's like okay, now I'm getting the dopamine here earlier than I would with after until waiting until after working out you know it's right. it's really kind of uh I, I get really depressed when i don't get a bird you know it's it, it's become such a routine it's like uh i feel like I'm, i've wasted a day and being up here has kind of messed me up as well because everybody's kind of sleeping all over the place you don't want to wake people up at five o'clock in the morning so <laughs> it's been like i just kind of hang out in bed for a couple of hours extra you know but um, I think it's it's really really from from my for for me I don't know whether it's my uh, conditioning being in the military or the kind of life I've had, but I feel like it, it's the it's it's my time to wake up for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's I agree with that too. It's just um, the more you do it, I mean, for me, it's it's a little different, I guess, just with our hockey schedule. You know, we got on the road, getting back at you know different different times. I found it a little bit challenging just to keep the same routine. And it's, for me, it's come down to a little bit more of, uh, I'm not, when I'm up uh, on, 
you know, I got two different, I got game days and I got the days after games. And those are my two different times. And they're, the, the days got to look the same when I get up, but the time's different. Right. And it was kind of, yeah. kind of screwing me up because I like being able to get up at the same time every day was in the summer, you know, when I don't have that hockey yeah. schedule is it, it was, I, I love that routine. I kind of miss that routine. It's kind of been kind of mm-hmm. fucking me up kind of going back and yeah. forth with it, you know, but like you said, the more you do it, yeah, um, the more you feed off it, you know, and then that's, oh, 100%. There's a, there's a certain breaking point, I think, you know, where if you can push through it and uh, it's not, I don't think it's the 21 days. I think you got to get to like, you know, I, I hear 75 hard, Andy Purcell and those kind of things. So you got to get, you got to get, you know, a couple months under your belt, but then a couple you know, months, I think. Then then it's, I don't think it ever leaves you, you know, and that's the thing. No, no. You, you quit a little earlier. I think then, you know, you kind of always get to that point. You always get to that point. If you can break through, yeah, there, there comes that point where that's just, there's no going back. Cause like you said, you, you sleep in one day, you feel like you're, you know, you're, you're wasting out, you know, there's, there's something you're not doing because mm-hmm. you're just so used to totally. how good that feels uh, doing that. Totally. Uh, do you and have a community other... to it now? Yeah. So that wake up thing. I don't know if you've seen the Nespresso thing in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. So now, so now there's a community to build that's built into that too. Right. So I'll get high fives from all over from people all over doing the exact same thing. And um, I think people are starting to get into it themselves. I'm st- I've started to to tag Nespresso. We get some sponsorship yeah. going here in Nespresso. Yeah. But also, I think another another aspect to it is it's kind of like a psycho- psychological warfare, you know, because he, all of my anyone that's a competitor, any uh, anyone in the same niche or business is is going to be looking at me going, that fucker is getting up at four thirty every single morning. You know, it, it, there's a certain amount of um, it's a competition or some kind of competition at least. And yeah. uh, it affects people. I'm sure. Absolutely. And that's, that's where, yeah, we, we touched on it a little bit earlier, just that mental edge you kind of get, you know, when you get up that early yeah. uh, one, it's just a, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful time of day. It's just so quiet and it's just, it's so yeah. peaceful, I think in that sense. And like we said, like you want to sit and, and just kind of organize your thoughts and just kind of be with your, with your, uh, with your mind yeah. there for a bit. But in the mm-hmm. morning allows you that time, you know, um yeah you can just you can really feel the stillness of everyone else around you just still snoozing it's it's a really kind of uh yeah it's, it, yeah it's a great feeling i think that discipline it's a great feeling breeds yeah. confidence you know it's just it's hard not mm-hmm. to be confident when you know you're doing something that not everyone else is willing to do and the only reason they're not willing to mm-hmm. do it is because you know something as childish maybe as they you know they just like being they want to sleep in bed the bed's comfortable and they couldn't they couldn't shake Comfort. that to you know to get up and get after it right that's uh that's just yeah. a cool feeling it's kind of like a mm-hmm. like a fucking rice to yourself um they need to start listening to david goggins in the morning i think that's what i'm helping out <laughs> i'll be down to like yeah four three four hours of sleep man that guy's an animal he never stops <laughs> he's an animal but you know i look at i look at the stuff that he's doing and i'll compare myself to him and i think i'm not doing enough you know what i mean i'm like He's he's probably to put in ton of, and not only him. Like there's a whole bunch of people like Cam Haynes. I don't know if you've ever seen Cam. Cam Haynes yeah. runs a marathon every day, every day, and he's in his fifties. Like he makes me feel like a slouch. I know. Well, I think that's the thing with with some of those guys, and just like reading uh, Goggins' book, you know, it's just that he, like for him, like one day could turn into two, and just where he was with things, he he just it, it's just kind of evolved to this point where like every single day is just like you know, just chipping away at that same, same, I'm not ever going back the other way, you know, kind of, kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah. I feel like, I hope the guy has like enjoys, you know, certain aspects of life too, that are a little bit, that's, you know, a little softer. That's what I've worried about for David. 
yeah, yeah. right so there is there there's no joy or there's, there's no uh there's no downtime it seems for david goggins but who knows what he's like in his personal life i guess yeah exactly yeah but no he's he's a savage and i agree with that it's tough yeah, uh for sure i think finding the mm-hmm. balance is a little bit tough with the whole with the whole aspect of it once you kind of change into a routine and you're trying to implement things you know if like for for me it, it takes a little bit of time like just finding the balance of what uh you know a little trial and error as far as you know what works for you what doesn't you know you see different practices you hear different things and you could do maybe six different things but you only need to do two or three to kind of set you up right and just spending a little extra time and not being rushed and focusing on those two three things instead of trying to get five or six and you know in the morning it's been for sure been a big one for me it's just it's it's all balanced the morning a little bit instead of just feeling like i was up that early but i was still running out of time because i was rushing through everything right? yeah 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 being prepared i think is the is the one of the coolest things about being up early too it's just like you you have that time to you know look into your day and prepare it and uh, i don't know that's again probably the military instilled out of me but super super important right yeah absolutely i quickly just uh wanted to ask you what social media how, how much that's just changed the aspect of what you do and just as far as uh i mean for, for growth and exposure, especially with you with artwork, um, yeah. how, how much that's kind of changed the way, or at least for you in the last however, five, 10 years here. Oh, it's, it's been, it's been crazy. It's been night and day different. I mean, when I started, there was no, I mean, there was no social media at all. Media at all. Um, and it was really difficult to kind of, you know, find information out or even guess what or, Buying equipment was a diff- was it was a task, um, but now with social media, everything is so accessible. You can look at the best people in the world just easily, you know, and you can see what they're doing. And um, the, the you know information sharing is is a, is is a big thing now, and everybody's just getting so much better. And um, in terms of people people looking at me and and kind of how it's affected my, I mean, it's it's just made me crazy busy because I have so many eyes looking at what we're doing, and the shop pages are crazy busy. So. Instagram is where it's at for, for tattooers, I think. Um, and it's been, yeah. Would it, if, if Instagram went down tomorrow, I'd be in some serious shit. Let's put it that way. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And it's, yeah, it's just, it really changes the way that we all do things. And even just like looking oh, yeah. at it from, you know, as a, from a business perspective, and then also from like a personal perspective personal mm-hmm. branding almost um you know what sure. you said like you, you mm-hmm. saying that tag and espresso you know and just that discipline that yeah. you're showing just being a reason yeah. another reason another facet into your you know to your brand that, that, that you are and that being able to to, to monetize it and it's just mm-hmm. a wild mm-hmm. wild place that we're in and, and that we're going you know just yeah. that yeah the it's made it so easy to market everything that you do too like it's just you, i mean Back in the day, we used to have to make yellow pages ads and, you know, billboards and posters and shit. Now it's just everything is on Instagram. All the eyes are down on Instagram. So if you want to market anything, it's just super easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. And only cost-wise too, right? I mean, you're able to just, you know, it's your your work. You don't have to work in that sense to, to get it out to people. You can just, you know, go mm-hmm. and use Instagram and, and like you said, build a community a little bit that way too, right? Yeah. I know. Um, like for me, I'm not, I don't want anyone else that's finishing the rest of the sleeve, you know? So a lot of people that get their work Mm -hmm. done and they get a lot of work done, you know, they're, they're, they're choosing to go with you. And there's a bit of that community uh, of people Mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, I know like I'm always, 
you're always proud of, of where you got your, your tattoo uh, work, you know, especially me. I get yeah. gotten so many compliments over the years and, and just oh, oh, awesome. where'd you get it, where'd you get it, you know? And so it's always yeah. a, a piece that really stands out, but that's like kind of quality that's, that's at your shop. And, and that's, um, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, I guess the, the last thing I wanted to ask you, actually I have two things, um, but the, for, for someone that's just wanted to like, say for me, I'm interested in drawing, but I don't really ever, every time I just sit down and you don't know necessarily what to draw, right. You have no technique, yeah. you have no ability. Yeah. What would, what would you give as far as like learning? Is there like education? Is there, you know, a certain yeah. practical, you know, uh, some really specific practice or, or kind of how to go through yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, it depends on what kind of style of, is it, is it drawing specifically you're talking about? uh yeah you're drawing and then yeah yeah and then maybe the mm -hmm. the transition from drawing to tattooing when you first start out tattooing yeah well i think i actually yeah um so there's an actual there's a book out that's really really um great and beneficial for anybody that wants to learn how to draw properly it's called drawing on the right hand side of the brain and that's uh i think the author was betty edwards and i get all my all all, all of my apprentices to to read that book from cover to cover and it is it's it's incredible it teaches you how to turn one side of your head off or one side of your brain off and then kind of focus on the other side so you're seeing you know you're seeing shapes rather than you're you know you're, you're using logic to to draw a face and logic isn't very good at drawing faces right. so you need to you, you need to look at the, the the shapes and stuff that the uh you know shadows creating or whatever else but betty edwards did a really great job of being able to explain that way better than i did just there so uh <clears throat> If anybody is interested in, in learning how to draw, I would start there yeah. because it teaches you the, the fundamentals rather than, you know, this is how you draw an eye or this is how you draw a face. Right, it's the fundamentals. Yeah. It's, how, it's, it's how to see things. And she does some really interesting things and she'll get you to turn a, a, a photograph upside down and then draw, which kind of turns that side of your brain off. You're not recognizing it and your brain isn't trying to, oh, I recognize that house and this is how we draw a house or this is what hair looks like. You know, it's, it totally turns that side off. So you're right. actually drawing what you see rather than what your brain knows it to be right wow that's really interesting that's such a cool yeah, it's a super cool book yeah just even this, that aside just being able to, to to turn one side of your brain off and then obviously with the focus of drawing and just yeah that that's such a cool yeah. uh just a fascinating topic on its own i think you could probably use that for for yeah. so many different benefits that's so cool i've never actually really thought about that you know i don't think everyone like there's ever been a situation where something's been explained where you know you would you would do that just to to, to focus in because yeah. the other side kind of tries to like almost hijack your natural instincts it's yeah hijacking is actually what it's happening there in your brain you know but it's a really interesting book and i've i've i must have gotten about 20 people to read that book maybe more and That's every really single one so you start off you you draw it makes you draw a self-portrait and then you go through the book and then you draw another one and you can Google this, the Betty Edwards uh, before and after from the draw drawing on the right hand side of the brain. And it is phenomenal. The yeah, improvement yeah. between your first portrait before you read the book and then the one that you do at the end, it's night and day. That's so cool. And, uh, my, yeah. Check it out. Yeah. I want to give that a try. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. yeah mm -hmm. That's super cool. Um, I might have a copy of it somewhere. I'll, I'll try to find it for you. Yeah. That'd be sweet, man. That sounds, mm -hmm. uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. That'd be a lot of just, just cool to see too, to, to have that much progress in, in a short amount of time. Um, yeah. You know, it'd be just mind blowing really to, to kind of go through the whole shutting the one side of the brain off. Um, 
I probably I actually I didn't warn you about this, but I'll uh, catch you a little off guard with. So for the little tradition here that I like to do is I like to shout out small businesses. Um, you know, especially over the last two years, it's kind of been tough. People got to uh, deal with a whole lot of uh, shit, but people that have, you know, kind of went above and beyond as far as humanity and just, you know, uh, really been there for the community. And uh, someone that you want to shout out, one would be a restaurant and one would be a cafe for the the coffee and the chew part. And then obviously for the chat. So, um, so you want me to shout out a, a cafe and a restaurant? A, yeah. A local, local spot that, uh, that you want to shout out one of each. Uh, we have been going to the Ville in downtown Kelowna uh, recently. It's a beautiful new place down on Bernard and it is just the most amazing sandwiches and coffees that I've, I've had in a long time. Um, it's, it's becoming a bit of a staple for me and I need to watch that, but, uh, the coffees, they do these chocolate ganache coffees and, oh my God, it's ridiculous. But yeah, a big shout out to those guys and, um, the restaurant, where have we been recently? That was really good. Um, Jamie restaurant, it's COVID has messed everything up recently as well here. Rods is a really, yeah, Rods is a great one downtown Cologne as well. Okay. Um, I really enjoy that place. I don't know if you've ever been to Rods before, have you? I have not. No, no, we actually don't really it's end up going to Kelowna too, too much being that close. We're in Vernon, but right um, yeah. Rods is definitely worth a, worth a, a, a night out for sure. Okay, perfect. That's awesome. I will make mm-hmm. sure to, to tag them and, and, and show a little support on social media and maybe throw Pretty a little sure. action their way. And, um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot, man. I want to, you know, obviously it's I really my pleasure. appreciate you jumping on and, and getting to chat uh, to Wonderful catch up time. with you and just, just chat. And I thought we covered, uh, you know, it was nice to know kind of your story and, and go through that. And also just to kind of hear where you're Super at welcome. with the uh, personal development stuff and just the, the whole, the mindset um, mm-hmm. and the community that you're kind of building around that. It's really cool to, 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 to hear that. I appreciate it, dude. I love right. your podcast, by the way. I hope it goes from strength to strength. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That's awesome. Thank you for, for hopping on and contributing. My pleasure. Ciao. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please like, share, subscribe, or leave a review down below.